I'm John Wilson. Welcome to Owned and Operated. Twice a week, we talk about home service businesses. And if you're a home service entrepreneur, then this is going to be the show for you. We talk about our own business in residential plumbing, HVAC, and electric. And we also talk about business models that we just find interesting. Let's get into it. All right. Thanks for tuning in to Owned and Operated. Uh, today, Jack and I have a listener submitter submitted question about bidding software and how to price it and how we think about that. So we dive into a couple different softwares that home service companies use. We do spend a lot of time talking about Service Titan because that is what both Jack and I uh, use and we think is the ultimate destination for home service companies. Not sponsored. Uh, genuinely, it's just a good software. Uh, but check out the episode. It's a good one. We do, we do a pretty good dive. Hey, today's episode is brought by Service Scalers. So Service Scalers is a home service marketing agency. And what they do is they help home service companies like me, like you, like Jack, drive leads in an affordable rate and at scale. So they've run two of our brands for a little bit over a year now, and they're doing an awesome job. Uh, so we're really excited to partner with them because we know that we've been really happy with the, what they've done for us. Dude, how's your week? Hey, John. How you doing, man? <laughs> the week's been good, though. We uh, Yeah, how was plumbing? There's been some... Plumbing has, uh, it's slowed like you suggested, um, but we've moved pretty much into full maintenances. Yeah. So every single person that's coming in is getting maintenance, 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 nice. maintenance. So the plumber's been busy. Um, we're seeing how he fits in in kind of the rotation yeah. of being able to flip um, and sell kind of higher ticket items. Okay. Um, but so it's been good. And yourself? Um, yeah, good week. Uh, I was on vacation last week. That was a lot of fun uh, down the Caribbean. And then... Um, yeah, you chugged a, like a pot of coffee and I missed our <laughs> recording last week. That was funny. Um, and then we're, we're like, and I'm, I'm especially thinking about this right now because we're, uh, I think I've been told you were in heavy recruiting mode, right? So, um, so I, like every day I, I personally have about five interviews, uh, sometimes more, and it's been like that for weeks. And, uh, Today, like w when you meet these people that are like, oh my gosh, this is a needle moving person. It, it just like, mm -hmm. it juices you up. Um, so today we had, we had a needle mover come in uh, and those are, it, yeah, those are fun. Those are fun offers to write because it's like you, you write these offers that are like, hey, this is a risk. Like this is like, I'm taking a, a real tangible risk on this individual because I think they can move the needle. Um, but the, yeah, there's, it's kind of like closing a deal. It's closing a deal. It's, it's like a recruiting for the NBA or something. You feel like you're getting this rock star to come in. And uh, so, so yeah, so we're really excited. So um, we've been interviewing hardcore and like, we're getting better and better and the candidates are getting better and better. So like, we're starting to see like every day it's relatively normal now to find million dollar plumbers and million dollar electricians like every day that's that is becoming normalized the dream that's a normal thing yeah. for me now like uh i've talked today i talked to a four million dollar salesperson in hvc and that's we're excited about that tomorrow i talked to a three and a half million dollar salesperson in hvc monday i talked to uh a million dollar electrician and tuesday i talked to a nine hundred thousand dollar electrician and how, how are you, how are you driving this, this kind of recruiting traffic, right? Cause we, we've talked yeah. about this before. There's, there's your demand side yeah. of the revenue generation. Yep. 
right? You have to give those guys the leads that they need to actually perform yeah. that. But then you still need that rock star. Yeah. How are you driving, getting those rock stars? So we, I, I, it's, uh, we like, ex we expanded how much we interview. We hired a second recruiter and we made it like a real part of our business. So the recruitment went, became a commission sales role. So mm -hmm. now like they're, they're incentivized and they're commissioned to get people in the door. There's two of them. Uh, we might even get a third in the next couple months. And their whole job is to like load down the schedule with interviews. Like we're expecting 25 interviews a week. Out of those 25 interviews a week, like we're probably only going to hire three to five. But those three yeah. to five, like because we're seeing so much volume of candidates, those three to five are going to be the best three to five that is out there for that given role. So like each week, every Monday at 9 a.m., I sit down with recruitment. Here's the focus of the week. This week was HVAC service and, and an install manager. So like go out, get those, get those roles done. We're going to push as hard as we can on getting those roles done. Um, and then they just, yeah, load, chase it down, load down the schedule. Gosh, that's awesome. It's crazy. That's so exciting. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, it feels like that, that feeling when you hire someone really good feels so good oh, yeah. too. It's almost like a little rush. Yeah. Um, to get someone good inside the door who you know is just going to actually, like, like you said, move the needle. Move the needle. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. We're, we're, we're doing the same. So we're looking for service manager for yeah. that, that, uh, one where the deal that we're doing, that's about 60 miles away. Sure. So we're looking for someone because we want to be a step ahead when we walk in the door, yep. having someone that can help do that transition right out the gate. Yeah. Um, so we, we have some pretty good candidates to come in just indeed though. We're, we're not, we're not driving 25 or, or uh, interviews a week, but still we got five or six, which. Well, most of those nice 25. Ex business owners. Most of that 25 is indeed right now. Like we're yeah. adding more stuff to it. We're adding like counter days. We're adding all this other stuff, but those 25 are mm -hmm. indeed. Or, or a nice lot too. of the market, the market's changed. Yeah. Yeah. Market's changed. Patrols are always my favorite. The market's changed. The labor market's changed, but like. February of last year, yep. you could not get anybody even to totally. get in the door. Totally. And now we're, you're getting actual people who are driving traffic. So Yeah. Driving well, and what we're finding is like we're getting a lot of like private equity dropouts, like like very high performers that were mm -hmm. in a business that got acquired and they absolutely hate it. And these guys are like freaking rock stars. Like, yeah, like the, yeah, the $4 million comfort advisor. And we've gotten a, several of them that were in businesses that were acquired and they hate the acquirer. It's just been a bad fit for them. Yep. So uh, we're seeing that a lot and we're seeing a lot of layoffs like this or, or companies can't keep their guys busy. So like I talked to a million dollar so electrician. Yeah. I talked to a million dollar mm -hmm. electrician yesterday, like a million dollar electric. If, if there was anybody I'd be keeping busy, it's that guy, right? <laughs> it's the one guy that's actually driving. Yeah. The, like this guy's the, driving the all their value. Here. And I know this company, mm -hmm. they only have like two electricians and I bet the other one's not. Um, um, and he's getting 20 hours a week. So we're seeing a ton yeah. of that where they, these companies like, uh, they're just not keeping their guys busy. So, you know, they're looking like crazy. But yeah, right now, like if you're growing and if you're building and if you're doing all the right stuff, if you're driving leads, like there are some rock stars out there that aren't getting hours at their current workplace. And it, it's a good, 
It's like a good moment. I've never had a recruiting a environment time. like this before. Yeah. No, I'd agree. We've seen the same exact thing. It's it's one is the the, the service manager we're looking for. Yep. And the ones that we've been seeing are certain franchises who've gone in, sure. bought out a company, sure. laid off the old owner. Yep. So they know how to run businesses, which is a good good uh, starting point. But where we have a series of interviews this week. And then what we have also seen is people have just not been able to keep their employees busy. Totally. So, yeah, um, it's been tough. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. It's- All right. So today we're talking, uh, this was a user or like a listener generated topic was softwares. Yeah, and so we we think that there's some value in going through just kind of tech stack, yep. just average. And this it goes across. I mean, obviously, we have experience in service bases like plumbing, HVC, mm-hmm. electrical. But I know that you can use these for other services as well: roofing, siding, the whole nine. Yeah. So I've heard of, of people using these all the time. So I mean, the the most obvious place to start, and I don't know if you'd agree, is probably your CRM system. Yep. Let's do it. So we we know the we know the big one, and we've already talked that we are on differing sides of this. So the the, the CRM system is going to be how you dispatch, how you manage your mm-hmm. how you manage your client list, everything like that. So there's a third party apps that carry it. So QuickBooks has it, Square has mm-hmm. it built internally into their kind of payment processing systems. Um, you have Fieldpiece Pro. Uh, house call, service Titan Jobber, B. house call is a big one. Jobber. Yeah, people people seem to really get into Jobber and house call as like viable options jobbers. under yeah, service. Yeah, we Titan. started off with with Razor Sync, which was just kind of sure. a very yeah. small um, one, but didn't all right job. And w- so, where did you start? Is kind of a, a great question. Yeah. So, um, like ten years ago. We didn't have a CRM. That wasn't really a thing. Like, I bet I could find pictures. We used to use a whiteboard up on the wall. Uh, like, I sound like such a boomer, but like, like I came. Did you fax people too? Yes, we did. We did. Yeah, we actually did. And we had, um, yeah, so like, I'll walk you through our, oh, our tech so stack. Great. So like, what would happen is you walk through the front door and there was one call taker. And like, across, the, across from the call taker would be a, a whiteboard. That was written like the technician, the name, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever, and then the tech on the left side. And it was color coded uh, in dry erase marker for uh, like what type of work it was. So AC work, plumbing work, heating work. Um, and I've come such a far with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like that was it. I actually held my first state of the Wilson uh, in front of that back in 2016, which was like we had like seven or eight people. And it was like, hey, we're going to go paperless and here's how we're going to do it. Uh, and I have a picture of that from, yeah, like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But so, we, yeah, we had that. We had a fax machine right next to it. And then right next to that, we had a three a three uh, dot matrix printer where it printed out on like white, uh, yellow and red paper. And that was the physical okay. work order that you'd take to the job. You'd write it up by hand. You'd go fill out your paper time cards. Um, and so what, which one was your first though? So you, yeah. you had this, did you go straight into service Titan or did you pick a, you know, kind of bounce around for a little bit? For yeah. It's like, so <laughs> it was so long ago there. I feel like there was one other one called CS2, but I think that was just pricing. I don't think we actually used that mm-hmm. to like dispatch or anything. So I think we went straight in, um, straight in. That's wild. Oh my gosh. That must've been nice. I mean that that kind of conversion straight into yeah, service yeah. and, and like right out the gate. You know, I do they at least give you legacy pricing, like the grand grandfather you in the cheaper pricing. Yeah. 
So, I mean, the one, the one downside to service Titan from somebody who's just switched yeah. is the price. I mean, you pay a flat rate fee or a monthly fee that some of these other companies charge you. Service Titan charges you per managed tech. Yeah. So what that means is every tech you get, you have to pay three, 400 bucks yep. per month and it adds up quickly. Uh, however, the value that it drives on the back end is amazing. There, there's data tracking, um, true CRM and being able yeah. to, to manage employees and how they're going. You know, I've never used Job or I haven't used any other ones, um, than Razor Sync. Yeah. But the, the, the switch from a kind of mediocre, low level, um, but cheap. Yep. To, I mean, it was night and day. Yeah. Um, though I do miss the low cost of, um, you know, I think we're paying 2,400 bucks a year with, with Razor Sync. Yeah. And we're probably getting up to 2,400 bucks every other month. Yeah. Um, on service Titan. So hundred percent, that's the true downside. hundred percent. And I think, um, anytime I like, I think we'll, I think we'll talk about the other ones. Uh, we're service Titan user. So we've been on service Titan since 2017. So that probably was the very first one that we went on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, we left service Titan back in 2019 for about six months and came back because like we, we moved to field edge, which was really rough at the time. Uh, and it was cheaper. We did it for cost, which was not the right reason. Um, and I've dealt with a lot of other CRMs because we bought all these companies at this point. And only two of them have been on Service Titan of the seven companies that we've acquired. And the other, or of the nine companies we've acquired, and the other seven have been on something else. So uh, we we see a lot of smart service. Um which is like a very old CR, CRM. I don't even know from when. Um, we see a lot of that. Uh, I think tough to use. We did our first House Call Pro one not that long ago. House Call Pro is actually kind of cool. It had a bunch of really cool stuff um, that Service Titan doesn't have. And it was, I think it was meant to be very user-friendly. Uh, so House Call... Mm-hmm. We, I think we can spend a lot of time on House Call Pro and, and Jobber. I haven't personally used Jobber, but I've I've heard a lot of good things. But so I, I've also heard a lot of good things. Yeah. So House Call Pro is a home service uh, software. So it's the same it's the same basic concept as Service Titan. And what you end up sort of trading off as you uh, drop pricing is capability, right? So like, there's going to be something that it cannot do. All of these CRMs do. Like, let's say the five most important things, like they give you a job board, they give mm-hmm. you pricing, they let you track your customers, they sync up your phone calls, and they let you do payments. Like the five most important things that run your business day to day. Any software in the in the field trades is, is going to do those things for you. Um, what you. What you get, the bigger you get, is data, like more and more data like more robust reporting. Um, yeah, and, and just to, to touch on that. So I think when we were using RazorSync, we had RazorSync, we had GitHerth for quoting. We had like six different oh, sure. um, softwares that we were using individually, yeah. which you know, Service Titan does all of them yeah. single singularly. So we didn't have to like jump between yeah. this nightmare of um, a smorgasbord yeah. of, of apps. Um, and then on top of it, I would run like 
three or four Excel spreadsheets to track certain items yep. and then pull reports and then modify those reports in the macro. And it was a nightmare. Service Titan just does it all, yeah. three, which has been really nice. So for example, on um, commissions, right? So commissions, Service Titan handles your commissions for you. It handles your, your, you know, time cards for you. That wasn't the case in, in RazorSync. So you do get a cost benefit analysis of switching over to that if, if you actually use it. But the one thing I will say about Service Titan is it, you need to have, it's like a new phone. You need to put all the data in there. You need to set it up and it takes time. Yeah. But once it's there, it's like, it, it has all the capabilities. Yeah. You just have to get to that point. Yeah. And I think it's a big, I think you just sort of, if you didn't say it, you were like right up against it. It's a big software. So the mm-hmm. way we use Service Titan is probably very different from how you use Service Titan. 100%. Because we have, like, there's more people. So it's sort of like the bigger the team, the more robustly you can use it. And we're not even using it. We're probably a power user, uh, but we're not using some of the capabilities that they have because we have not built out that infrastructure inside our business. But the nice thing is when you do go to build out that infrastructure, there's something waiting for you. And that was one of the things mm-hmm. that I've struggled with. Um we tried to use House Call Pro in an acquisition earlier this year, and I think it's a really great solution for like a one to three million dollar business. But the moment you need more, it's really tough. Like re- I couldn't get reporting, like I-, I literally could not get it. I couldn't figure out how to do it. Yeah. I called tech support; they wouldn't. Like I couldn't just get a clean revenue report by like invoice type or by anything other than like here's total dollars. Um, yeah. And like, that's not a very complicated, in my mind, like, that's not a very complicated need uh, of just like, hey, how many mm-hmm. water heaters did I put in, right? Or how many panels did I install? Uh, yeah. And so th- that's where the, the tricky part comes in though, right? Is you have to have, you have to set it up to have all those individual job types yeah. and all those individual business units and all those individuals yep. so that you can start pulling those reports. And so from what I've seen on the other software, they just don't have it. Yeah. They have a, just a gross... And that's it. Yeah. Um, which once again, like you said, one to three is not bad. Uh, you, you know, you're not, you might look at that. You could pull the spreadsheet, you could search water heaters, you could you know, extrapolate that out or, or take that out and, and do it all in Excel. But the, the speed at which you need to do that as you grow, because you don't have the time to, yeah. to start building your own macros every, every Tuesday, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's cheaper just to, to go in and buy the software. Yeah. So a lot of the, I, I get asked the question all the time of, hey, how quick should we get on Service Titan? And my main feedback on that is like, why would you want to switch twice? <laughs> and, and most people are like, hey, the price, like it's really expensive. And I'm like, absolutely. But like, what else is expensive? Right. So like, to me, we see Service Titan as the same as like, hey, I onboarded a technician and I have to give him a truck. Mm-hmm. This is the same problem. Like that's a five, $800 payment, whatever it is. Service Titan's a two to $300 payment, like whatever it is per user. So that's how we see it. And from my perspective, the, the cost on a one man or two man show is the same cost per person that I have in an 80 truck operation, which is like, if you're driving the appropriate revenue per tech, and if you're driving the appropriate gross margin per tech, you should be calculating that in the same way you'd be calculating in a truck payment or a fuel or anything else that you do on a per individual basis. 
because I don't like there's a very real cost in time and focus of switching CRMs and trying to save like 10 grand over the course of two years so you can get a cheaper CRM to me is just like we're missing the forest through the trees. Yeah, no, I, I see it. My, my thought is always, um, my thought on it's always you're getting so much less value, right? So the value proposition from Service Titan is that when you have 80 employees, you can run a quick report and get that average order value. Yeah. Average, you can get all the data, right? When you have two employees, sure. you, you know what it is, right? It's you and two other guys who meet every morning in your garage. Yeah, I I think you're missing the compounding, though, of like what you build. Like at this point, like, yeah, we pay a lot of money for Service Titan, but also the amount of money that we have put into Service Titan, like in real direct dollars, in systems that we built out, in workflows that we built out, in processes that we've designed inside and using Service Titan, those are completely different on any other software. And if you have to remake those every time you switch so you can save a few dollars, you're spending way more than you would have just spent on the software. Like how you handle, I mean, dispatch is totally different. How you train on it is totally different. So you have to design new training programs. How you pick up the phone is different. Scripting, notes, job booking, like everything is different. So having to like restart the cycle of training is just is just like, distracting the team. I, I was thinking about this with um, Chris Hoffman. They were not on Service Titan. I don't remember what they were using, but they just switched over to Service Titan. And I'm trying to imagine switching at his level. Like they have millions of dollars of labor probably into building out systems for their previous software, mm -hmm. which is crazy to me. And like, we're probably not very far off yeah. pretty soon. I you know, it, it's one of those questions of how much value and how much is that worth early on. M my curiosity, right, is it's always such a difficult choice in the in the early stages of when you have limited capital, what you want yeah. to spend it on. And that $10,000, I mean, makes a huge difference. Um, and so I don't know, you know, I don't know what the answer is. I don't think that it's wrong to start off with something else, um, especially one of these really great softwares. I mean, I've seen... You know, recently 1.6, 2.1, you know, 2.3 million dollar companies that are running off of QuickBooks Pro with their QuickBooks CRM system. So, I mean, yeah. it's possible to get to yeah. that point and the switch there isn't yep. that hard, but you do have a good, I mean, you do have a good counterpoint that is it better to at some point when you can't afford that or when you're on the virtue of being able to afford that, you do take that, that leap because you can only get so big on those, um, at least I'll call them tier, tier D <laughs> CRMs. And then it really does start mm -hmm. to cause you pain. And then when you do switch, it does cost you money. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And it costs you a lot more than just like direct dollars. So I, I liked, uh, something that we've really tried to focus on and I've done it wrong plenty of times is like, what is the best thing? Like, it's a begin with the end in mind. Like, where am I going mm -hmm. to be? So, um, if I'm, if, if I'm, if you're going to be a big business, then the, you're going to be on service Titan. Like that's the only current viable option above a certain point in, uh, 
in the trades. So like, why not just start yeah. there? No, I, I all agree. Uh, if you have any aspirations for growth, you should be switching to service time. Um, if you are, you know, one to three, I think that that's kind of the key under one. If you're just trying to get your feet off the ground, you don't want to drop. Yeah. The $10,000. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think it's that hard to switch at one. You're, you're, you don't really have that much. You're not pulling all that data. Um, and then really you're, you're getting into a flow. Cause I, I mean, I saw two guys, two guys in the van produce uh, 1.6 last year on, on, like I said, just QuickBooks. So, I mean, hustling. Hustling, That's amazing. But, uh, they did it and their wife's answer the phone and, and the wife is the other wife is a bookkeeper. So, I mean, there's ways to get there, but mm-hmm. at that stage, if they wanted to get to the next level, start hiring people, get a dispatch or do that whole, you know, the, really the, the growth plan then, cause they were maxed out. They're not going to get any bigger. They just don't have time. Right. To you guys can only do so much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's yeah. CRM. So. What, what else are you using tech stack? Yeah. What else are you using besides So that question CRMs? that came in was specifically around, um, how do you quote, right? How are you quoting? So yeah. Okay. Service Titan has sure. its own quoting system. That's what we were using for a while. We were using Get Hearth, um, which is a, yeah. I, I liked Hearth. Hearth was a great, I, I don't know if I'm saying that right either, but I think it is. Um, mm. it's, it's a kind of a broker for banks. And so what it does is it allows you to pre-qualify people, allows you to send them a quote, um, and then it shops it out to like 30 banks or something. So it was a great little piece of software. I, you know, I've, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm like Googling it I right highly, now. Okay. This is, I've never yeah, heard of So it. like shops that information out to banks that you give them. And so it's kind of, it was kind of great. I mean, we, and then it lets the customer pick which one they want, what APR, what blah, blah, blah. So we didn't have to, you know, do any kind of finance percentage. There wasn't any points we had to pay on our end. Um, the banks just cover it all. Interesting. And it also has a great quoting side, which is what we used for a long time. The one downside, which if anyone from Hearth is listening, is you didn't have the ability to add additional optional quotes, right? And so the theory that I believe it has helped us so John and I were talking about this. We went from when we were using Hearth about an eight to nine thousand. I think we we're in ninety one hundred average um, order value on new units. Yeah. Um, now we're up to eleven, eleven and change. I think it's eleven eight hundred. Last time I looked. And yeah. So when you give the customer, I, I guess the the philosophy behind it is if you don't offer, it's always a no, right? And so the customer comes in and says, hey, I want a new unit, mm-hmm. whatever, give me the price. And you give them the base price. When you give them the base price, you never give them the opportunity to have the option to go with a CR16 or CR17 or an inverter or any other options or, or IEQ or duct cleaning or whatever. And so when you do that switch um, to a different software, so we move to Pricebook Plus, uh, which is a great software, and I'll, I'll screen share in a second. Um, we, it, it's very easy. The, the, CA, uh, the CA, or we call them a project manager, she is mm-hmm. able to build a quote in less than 10 minutes. That is actually five quotes. And then presents mm-hmm. that to the customer. They get yeah. five different quotes on, you know, five options. And what we find is people generally don't like to pick the cheapest. They pick somewhere in the middle, maybe the second one or the third one, which drives up yep. uh, average order value. Let me share that for anyone watching. Yeah. Yeah, and why are why are you pulling it up? 
I think, uh, like I said earlier, any any CRM is going to have some type of uh, like, well, maybe not any, but House Call Pro, Jobber, Service Titan, they're all going to have some type of price book built into it that lets you quote mm-hmm. stuff really quick. Because I don't, we've never done an episode on pricing, but like flat rate pricing is the only yep. way to go. Like, so you have to have a book. It has to be two to 300 items long. You have to be able to quickly present price. You have to be able to present price on the spot to the homeowner, complete the job, get paid. So too about that's how the model needs to work. Uh, so by the way, I'm not getting any money from Pricebook Plus. I'm just, I really like the, the stuff. The, they're just a data company. So they, they partner with York. They partner with uh, Ferguson. Yeah. And so they keep all the pricing on the back end, whatever price that we get from, from York. They yep. can see that data and they populate it. So we don't actually have to build. We just let's say, hey, what? Are, what are they wanting? And then they kind of build the rest of that around our um, our preconceived um, data that, that we want to put in. So, like, can you see my screen? What What does Pricebook Pro? Yeah, I can. What does Pricebook Pro cost? Uh, so we work with M and A Supply here in Nashville. They're they're a smaller family owned company. They have a some kind of deal with Pricebook Plus that we got the first year free. I think it cost us though. I want to say like three, four thousand bucks, and it was all cover. So I, I know that they have these deals with um, different uh, supply warehouses uh, that you can go in and you can say, "Hey, can you use some of my either my co-op money or whatever and put it towards this?" And they will. So it was free for the first year, but it cost us I think twenty eight hundred next year or something like that. But yeah, you can see um, twenty eight hundred yeah. a year. What? Is that per user? Uh, or? We don't, we have one user. I mean, we just have a general. I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for saying that, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing maybe if you have more CA, I think it huh. wasn't, we didn't pay more per user. You pay more per line. So we are selling York through this. We also sell Train and Goodman. Um, if we wanted to have Goodman in here and we wanted to have Train in here, it was 28, 28, 28. Interesting. Right, the, All right. Yeah, I was talking to someone else today about truck replenishment, and they talked about how, well, maybe that's different from Pricebook Pro. Is Pricebook Pro the same as Pricebook Plus? I think it's Plus? different. I don't, I don't know. Okay, okay. So they were talking about how Pricebook Pro helped with, like, truck I replenishment. I thought Pricebook Pro was what okay. a service titan offered. Is that not it? Oh, so this no, isn't this service is titan. a third party. They, they API into oh, service titan. Oh, okay. And so when you book jobs through here, like, it, it goes in there. But yeah, you can, I'm going to subscribe here in a second, but you can see it does good, better, best premium. And so a lot of times we get, you know, we offer a good yep. and someone picks a better, right? And then you, you see that price jump up. You can, oh, there's even a basic in here too. So even price between basic and, you know, better is $4,000. Uh, it gives, it, it also APIs with our um, financing, with it, whether it's Wells Fargo, Synchrony, whoever you use. And then you can put yep. the plans in there and it automatically shows the customer their monthly cost if they were to finance it. So there's a bunch of stuff that like that you can do. You can add, you know, if it's an upstairs unit, you can add fees for that so that it's really streamlined. You see there's accessories, none are selected, but you can put accessories. You can put duct cleanings, you can put whatever you want in here. Um, mm-hmm. And it makes it really easy to change on the fly. So um that's been that's been huge for us. I mean, two thousand dollars on an average order ticket is, um, I mean, it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. How? Why not put that into your CRM? 
as like just a part so of what you're I, We tried the service Titan and maybe I, we tried it incorrectly, um, but we, we had to go in and we had to build individual quotes. So we'd have to build five quotes in service Titan. Um, and that just took so long. Whereas that you put in one, one set of data that you're looking for and it builds those five out instantly for you. Yeah. So it was really quick. Um, and so, like you said, the key to that is when you're sitting in front of the customer's house, you know, you don't want them waiting three, four, six hours to get five quotes. Yep. Uh, plus it's all really easy. They can pick, they can sign. Yeah. I mean, it takes away all the friction. So, I mean, it's been huge for us. I'd highly recommend them. Um, but you know, it wasn't something that we were able to really do until we got to a point where once again, we were using service Titan and we had the ability to, um, take the time to go put in the data so that on the back end it populated correctly. What are you guys using? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we just use service Titan. So, uh, we did try an external price book last year for HVC and I don't remember the name. But it was like, it was very similar to this. So it was meant to be simpler. It was meant to be whatever. Our previous HVC service manager was really passionate about implementing it um, because he had used it as a comfort advisor at a previous HVC company. But it was a mess and it was unnecessary. Like it was unnecessary. Mm -hmm. So we we had put in all this time into try to f trying to figure it out. And it's like, really, we just, in our in our position and yours uh, is likely different, but like in ours, it was just like, all we actually had to do was learn how to use service. Titan so I, I truly do wonder if that's so, what we have to do. If we, this is an unnecessary, like if you can build a form or a template or something where you can just slap it in and go. You can build mm -hmm. a template to do. Yeah. You can build a template to do what you're describing. That's what we do. Uh, I don't know how other CRMs work. If you can templatize the price book, you know, honestly, I think, don't overthink it. Like a printed paper price book is still good. Yeah. Like we have, we still have printed paper price books out right now. Um, like that's a part of our presentation. So I think, I think the, the main thing, I, the question that was asked was like, Hey, what's the tech stack? What's your bidding software? But like, I think that's probably the wrong question. And the question is like, what's your pricing strategy? What's your pricing philosophy? Is it flat rate? Like a bidding software is just how you do the math. Mm -hmm. And like that can be in Excel, that can be in that can be in anything. I think the much more important thing that you need to dial down is how are we actually pricing? Um, and how are we going to present that price? And it can be on paper for as far as anybody cares that's that's much more important to me than like what tech stack are you using to present it yeah i mean i thought it was more so what let me i mean we could probably pull it up well i don't i don't remember the specific verbiage yeah i, I don't think it matters i i think we covered probably the important stuff um so i hope that helped a little bit so service titan house call pro uh jobber all good options um most Every company out there that is large, uh, I'd say like above 5 million, has moved or is moving over to Service Titan just because there's not really another good option out there. Um, and Service Titan will cover pretty much every industry out there. You can go on their website, check it yeah. out. But they cover roofing, they cover commercial, they even cover new construction mm -hmm. stuff. I now. saw that recently, yeah. And is there any other software that you use outside of the Service Titan uh, umbrella that you absolutely love that you want to? 
to to plug here because I, mean, I think that there's some other ones out there that are killers. Yeah. So our my philosophy, and I'm very stubborn about this. <laughs> uh, we're like, like very stubborn. So what what inevitably happens is when you succeed in your business and you grow, when you do the thing you know you're going to do, every new piece of information is so hard to train mm-hmm. on and it like it has to get disseminated out and every different login and every different thing that gets put onto the iPads and every different training module is drag to the business so we are very deliberate that if it's not like we want you to have access to good leap financing service titan and slack and like we don't care about anything else because that is all that you want and need to have access to to do your job because we've tried adding other things but like it's just really hard like when the average team size is 25 people Mm -hmm. and like you add this new little thing oh we're gonna add this for this and oh we're gonna add this for this thing and oh over here here's this thing that like this perfect little sass that fits our needs uh, exactly it's it's just so confusing and it's so hard to train on. It's so hard to scale. So like simplicity really becomes more important than like those getting those little tiny things solved. It, no, from I my perspective, other people may disagree. That's, how, that's the that's trajectory of a business, right? It grows, 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 and it kind of inflates, inflates. And then it gets to a point where it goes, oh, we are too inflated and let's go back to simple. And then you drive back down to a yes. simple kind of. Yeah. Uh, And that would be kind of along the same lines. I mean, that's the last year of my life has been like simplifying the business as Mm -hmm. much as possible. Like, hey, why are we multi-location? We really should be one. Why are we multi-brand? We really should be one. Why do we have like this system over here for compensation and this one over here? Let's just make it one. So like anything that you do to like slightly complicated, it probably doesn't seem like a lot right now, but like run that out a couple years and like... It's really hard to train on. It's really hard to keep going. It's really hard to like run disparate systems. Uh, it just creates drag. So we, we, I am very stubborn about like, I want the least amount of things on someone's iPad. Yeah. I think the only extra one that we have that you don't have is um, Drive. We have Drive on everyone's iPad, Google Drive. And we use Google Drive to get people hmm. everything that they need, any kind of, outside of Slack, they can keep all the files and, and all the p- brochures and pamphlets on this, this, and this. Yeah. So that's been nice. But yeah, I'm with you on that one. Like I said, we were running six softwares. Yeah, down we, we actually use Service Titan Forms for that. I for... knew there was something to do. So, yeah. uh, you know, someone told me the other day that the Service Titan actually has a, has a pretty decent chat function too. So you get rid of Slack. And I said, I, I kind of like Slack. Um, well, what, what's your thoughts there? Have you tried the Service yeah. um, Titan chat? We're using Slack. Yeah, we haven't tried it. Yeah. Yeah, we're using Slack for the moment. But, like, we're trying to get more stuff off of Slack. So, like, some of our communication, like, task management uh, used to be Slack. Now it's on Service Titan. Uh, our, our daily truck replenishments, that's going from Slack to Service Titan. So, like, really, we're, like, an ideal scenario is that our team never has to leave one app. That would yeah. be perfect scenario for us. No, I, I agree. And, and it's, I think that's the way to go. 
is to drive it all there. It's just once again, it's the learning, building, and then once it's implemented, it kind of sticks around and that's how you scale. Yeah. I'm on board. Kind of. Yeah. Once you hit cool. one million. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I feel like we got somewhere with uh with tech stack. So um yeah, we we try to keep ours pretty tight. It's been more complicated in the past, but really like simplicity is the name of the game for us right now. Yeah. And the worst part I think of of the inflated tech stack that we that we end up seeing is yeah, that 2000, it's free this first year, but next year mm-hmm. it's going to cost us 2800. And then we add another line, it's another 2800. And then you have service yep. time at 10, 12, 15, 20,000. And then you add price, blah, blah, blah. And, and mm-hmm. you know, that, that creeps up on you real quick too, um, until you realize that you have a recurring monthly. Well, cost and, cost. and indirect costs of like the indirect costs of whose labor is going to go into it to keep them two disparate price systems updated to make sure that they're always matching mm-hmm. um i don't know it, it's a lot it's a drag yeah, definitely agree well that that's awesome I'm, I'm glad that we aren't that far off of at least idealistically what you guys are you know so there's no difference between a three and, yeah. and a 20 yeah I, um at the end of the day it sounds like it sounds like the goal is kind of the same it's maybe one or two three softwares and then Keep it simple. Keep it, yeah. Keep it simple. Yep. Yeah. We we even um, I refused to change financing companies for about a year and a half because it made me download a new app. Like that's how stubborn I am about it. But I'm I am convinced, and I can never be unconvinced that this is the right this is the right move because I'm like every time someone tries to do this like little niche problem solving thing of like oh hey I found this thing we can do this thing. I'm like, yeah, this might work for your team at five people, but like, let's run this out six months. H- how does this work for the mm-hmm. rest of the company? How does this impact 138 people? How do, in two years, just, how does this impact 250? Exactly, right? the, the key right. is you're not building for yourself. You're not building for the team. You're building for the future team, right? There's five of you now. Is this going to work with 20? Is this yeah. going to work with 30? Is this going to work, you know, two years when you leave yeah. and someone else comes in? Are you going to maintain this? So yeah, it's huge. All right. Well, that was a good episode. Uh, today we talked about tech stack. Uh, twice a week, we're here talking about home yeah, service stuff. Us, uh, um, if you guys want to hear something specific, we are open to uh, topics. So we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Heck yeah. Awesome, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Owned and Operated, the podcast for home service entrepreneurs. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit the like button and subscribe to the podcast. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover, Feel free to reach out. You can find me on Twitter at at Wilson Companies. I'll see you next time.